Hello everybody, this is Rafi, your host for Gamers and Geeks Getting By. And in this episode, I'll be listing down 5 games that you can play if you are bored in quarantine. But, first, you don't have the latest gaming PC. Second, you don't have the budget for the latest high-tech games. And third, you don't have the time to learn the mechanics of those games, which you need to be good at to have decent fun. So, what do I mean by user-friendly games? Well, these are the games with not that many mechanics to learn. You know, those games with too many types of classes, weapons, or game modes. These are games which are easy to pick up and play, but they're still challenging enough to develop gaming skills. And they should be either free to play or relatively cheap on the market. Now, what do I mean by potato PC friendly games? Well, the maximum random access memory in this list will be 6GB and the latest video card will be GTX 555, released in 2010. We'll be going as low as 512 megabytes necessary RAM and G4 Series 4 released in 2002. Both are equally important because not everyone has the time to learn the pros and cons of 100 playable classes and not everyone has the money to afford the latest RTX graphic card, for example. So, since we are valuing user-friendliness and potato PC-friendliness, I'll be assigning each game on this list a score under both categories, with 5 being so user-friendly and potato PC friendly that your non-existent 4-year-old cousin could play it blindfolded on a calculator. Also, instead of ranking the games one by one, I'll mention what I think the niche of the game is because I want my games to suit gamer personalities, not just the hardcore Battle Royale fans, but even the casuals. I want my games to suit those who do not have the time to become competitive. Because of this, I unfortunately will not be including Apex Legends, Valorant, Fortnite, or CSGO. Yes, get your pitchforks out, but, you know, it's my list. So, towards the end, I will give my personal ranking of these five games. And if you've played these before and have a personal ranking or opinion of them, then feel free to share them on our socials, gamers and geeks getting by. My goal here is to bring out the user-friendly games that you could just pick up and play to enjoy your time in quarantine. So, let's begin our list with a game that I would recommend if you like theme parks, roller coasters, and if you grew up playing The Sims or maybe even Club Penguin. Thrillville Off The Rails. This is where you can fulfill your dream of being a theme park manager and your job would just be to build rides and play mini games. So let's analyze the gameplay. Thrillville is a game where you play as a manager of a theme park and have to complete objectives such as playing mini games or building extreme rides to become the best theme park ever. It is actually a bit complex because it has quite a number of objectives and up to 34 mini-games. It also has 5 theme parks and within each park, there are 3 theme branches. So that's 15 themed areas. But both of these are good things because you'll never get bored. Speaking of never getting bored, there's a park radio for each theme park which plays honestly awesome music and also has great hosting. The actual gameplay itself is really simple. The instructions are clear from the get-go and there's even a roller coaster tutorial. I mean, how fun is that? This game brought out the artist and the manager in me when I was young. So let's analyze the system requirements and the cost. The game only requires 256 random access memory or a recommended 512, making this game the least RAM heavy on this list. It also only takes up 4GB of space on your hard drive and requires at least NVIDIA G4 Series 4. Unfortunately, the game is not free, priced at 10 US dollars or 289 pesos in the Philippines. When comparing this cost to the game, I would highly recommend or prefer getting it on sale, but that rarely happens unless it's the summer sale or the winter sale. 
So let's start scoring. In terms of user friendliness, which I will call from here on out the user scale, I give this game a 4.75 for being a relaxing thrill ride or arcade game. It's quite cheap at 289 pesos, but I recommend buying it on sale. But it's not usually on sale, hence the minor deduction of 0.25 points. Still a good score though. For potato PC friendliness, which I will call from here on out the potato scale, I give it a 5 for being able to run on almost any computer. This gives Thrillville an overall score of 9.75, making it a contender for being one of the top user-friendly games in the market. Next on our list, let's say you are into Battle Royale style of games, and you're also into magic or fantasy games, but you don't want the complicated mechanics that come with both of those. Well, look no further than Realm Royale. Let's analyze the gameplay. Realm Royale is a third-person battle royale game based off of Paladins, which is a first-person shooter, class-based shooter. In Realm Royale, you choose between five classes, Mage, Engineer, Assassin, Warrior, and Hunter, each with magical abilities to up your gameplay. The classes, Upgrade, and Abilities are a bit confusing at first as you would need to get used to how each ability works in relation to the class. As for gameplay, you start off in an airship with 90 other players and you drop down on the island and scavenge for loot and weapons as the ring closes. I'm not into Battle Royale, but this is my favorite Battle Royale game because it feels so smooth and the map design is simple yet really appealing. Also, you've only got 5 classes, that's enough variety to play an important role, but not too much variety that you would have to research how to play and fight each one. The weapons are pretty simple too. There are 10 general weapons with very simple names like submachine gun or assault rifle. And there are 12 class-specific weapons such as staffs and throwing hammers. They also come in four variants, starting from common until legendary. So just from the color of the weapon glow, you can tell how powerful it will be. I really recommend this game if you don't have the time to heavily dive into PUBG or Apex Legends, for example. So let's analyze the system requirements and the costs. Unfortunately, Realm Royale takes the crown, or the bottom list, for being the RAM heaviest on this list, clocking in at a minimum of 6GB. It also requires a GTX 555 release in 2011, so it would at least require a relatively updated gaming laptop. The graphics are nice enough so these system requirements are understandable. As for the cost, this game is free to play for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I score this game a 4 on the potato scale because you need a relatively updated PC to play it, which gives it a minus one. But still a high grade because it's not like it requires an RTX, and it only takes up around 7GB of space, which is pretty standard, pretty low. On the user-friendly scale, I give it a 4.5, minus half a point for the slightly complex ability system, but deserving of a high grade for being one of the simplest yet fun Battle Royale games, because other Battle Royale games, I find them a bit too complicated, but this one, Takes the cake for being so simple and so fun. So for our third game on this list, we've got a classic Valve game. You may know this, it's Team Fortress 2. If you love class-based shooters wherein each class has a clearly defined role, and if you love cartoony graphics, then this popular free-to-play first-person shooter game should be in your library. This is actually the most complex game on this list, but I wouldn't say that it's too complex. So let's analyze the gameplay. Team Fortress 2 is a team versus team game with five main game modes and eight special game modes. But really people only play the five main, which are called Attack Defend, Payload, Control Points, Capture the Flag, and King of the Hill. You can choose one of up to nine classes, each of which have a very unique style of gameplay. 
Specific classes like the scout and soldier are suitable for being offensive and on the front line, while the engineer and heavy are meant to be defensive, hold your ground classes. Does this make it complex? It does, but in my opinion, it's not that difficult to get used to it. Each class is so different from each other that you can tell the difference. The game is, however, difficult to master. There are many map and class-specific tricks that you would have to learn if you want to win a match. Player versus player battles can be quite difficult because this game doesn't really have a fast time to kill compared to, let's say, Call of Duty. What makes it complex but at the same time fun is figuring out which class you are good at. Do you like to heal players? Do you prefer attacking from a flank? Do you want to create chaos as a distraction for other players? The journey of figuring out your preferred class is so fun that I clocked in 2,000 hours on this game since 2011 and I still don't know which class I prefer. Let's analyze the system requirements and cost. This game is free to play so no need to wait for a sale. The game says it only requires 512 megabytes of RAM but I recall trying to play this on a 512 megabyte RAM laptop many years ago. It was basically unplayable given all the updates it has had since 2007. To be safe, let's assume 1.5 gigabytes of RAM minimum. That's still pretty low compared to today's games. It requires NVIDIA GeForce Series 9, released in 2009 so it's not too demanding to be modern. You will however need at least 16 gigabytes of hard drive, making this the biggest game on our list in terms of file size. On the potato scale, I scored a 4.5. It has a decent RAM requirement, but the big size bumps it down half a point. On the user scale, I scored a 4 as well. Learning the game is simple and the class system is really fun, but getting good is a challenge and takes time and teamwork. Still, this is a really, really good game if you want epic team versus team battles. For our fourth game, we've got Codename Cure. This is the simplest game on this list, but it's so damn fun. Let's put it simply. If you like killing zombies without the story, without complex mechanics, heck, even without a complex menu, this game will be your addictive cup of tea. It's free and it's really not too heavy on graphics, but boy, is it fun. So analyzing the system requirements, it requires a minimum of two gigabytes RAM, which most modern laptops and computers have. It also has a low video card requirement with Nvidia 6600 released in 2004, and it has an outstandingly low hard drive requirement of only four gigabytes. Let's analyze the gameplay. So there are only three game modes, objective and survival. There are five classes, namely the point man, support, assault, technician, and sniper, and only five distinct primary weapons. Gameplay is not complicated at all. I can't stress this enough. You and your team, you just kill zombies. That's it. I mean, I wish I had more to say about this game, but the simplicity is part of the novelty. The main way to survive is through teamwork and a quick trigger finger. That's it. Two useful skills, I might add. On both the potato scale and user scale, I give this game a 5 on both categories, giving it a perfect score. Who knew this underrated gem would garner a perfect score in terms of user-friendly games? It's not without merit. The decent hardware requirements combined with the hyper-simple gameplay add to the fact that it's free. I really think people should be playing this more. It's just plain simple, fun, killing zombies, and this should be in your library right now. That's all I could say. And for our last game, honestly, one of my favorites. What I think is the definition of user-friendly and potato PC-friendly, we've got Left 4 Dead 2. If you love fast-paced zombie shooting action without having to learn much aside from teamwork and how to shoot, then please buy this game right now. It's really cheap for what it is at 289 pesos, 
in the Philippines or 58 pesos if it's on sale, which it always is. So let's analyze the system requirements. Just like Codename Cure, it requires a minimum of 2GB RAM and the NVIDIA 6600 released in 2004. Again, these are pretty good considering the capabilities of most modern PCs and laptops. However, the catch is the game storage. Left 4 Dead 2 takes up 13GB and I think more of hard drive space, almost tying with Team Fortress 2 for being the largest game on this list. Let's analyze the gameplay. I'll just outright say it, Left 4 Dead 2 has the best gameplay on this list. The weapons, zombies, and maps are so diverse that you will never get bored. The mechanics and graphics are so smooth, and it probably only takes a day to get used to the controls. The map variety is amazing. When you buy Left 4 Dead 2, you get 5 of the original campaigns plus all of the campaigns from Left 4 Dead 1. You've got a campaign in the mall, the theme park, the waterfront, the sugar mill, and even a swamp, and even an underground river tour. So all of these maps with their own personalities, it never makes the game boring. It's always something different. Now on the potato scale, the classic Left 4 Dead 2 gets a 4.75. Yes, I'm giving it a quarter point down because of the slightly large file size. On the user-friendly scale, however, it gets a perfect score of 5. Left 4 Dead 2 has some of the best and smoothest gameplay on this list, and it never gets old. And for 289 pesos, which becomes 58 pesos on sale, this has to be up there as one of the most accessible games ever. Okay, so let's look at how our user-friendly and potato scoreboard ranked our games. The ranking goes Realm Royale and Team Fortress 2 tied for 5th place, both with 8.5 points. Left 4 Dead 2 and Thrillville tied at 2nd place, both with 9.75 points. And surprisingly, Codename Cure at 1st place with a perfect 10 out of 10 in user-friendliness and potato PC friendliness. Now, obviously I have a personal ranking of these games based on how much I like them. In fifth place for me is Realm Royale because I'm not really a Battle Royale fan. I was never really into Battle Royale, you know, the whole jumping down off a ship with your team and looking for weapons. Not really my thing, but Realm Royale, still a really good game and still one of the best Battle Royale games that I've ever played because I love the simplicity of it. Coming in in fourth place is Thrillville. I love theme parks, I love roller coasters, and I love the mini games. However, you can actually finish a lot of the objectives in the mini games in probably two days, assuming like you play around two hours each day. But it's still very replayable, you know? It's about building the roller coasters and the rides and making your guests happy. That's something that you can keep replaying over and over. It's just a bit dated, which is why I put it in fourth place, but still a good game. So in third place, we have Codename Cure, which was actually number one in the potato and user-friendly ranking. So I put it down at third place because while it is very user-friendly, it does get boring a bit fast because there's not that many maps, there's not that many game modes. It's really something to just pick up and play if you just want to kill zombies and, you know, you don't really want to think that much. Now, in second place, we have Team Fortress 2. Like I said, the most complex game on this list. It did get a score of 8.5. However, it's free and it's really fun. You've got all the classes. It's really replayable. I mean, like I said, I clocked 2,000 hours on it because it's really fun. You know, the journey of finding your niche class. And my personal favorite game on this list has to be Left 4 Dead 2. Left 4 Dead 2, one of the 
greatest games ever made in this decade or the last decade. It's a masterpiece. It's an example of how zombie games should be made, in my opinion, because they're simple, but there's a story to it. There's enough gun and map variety and, you know, all the game modes and the teamwork, it just makes it a really, really good game. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you have games in your library that you can play if you're bored in this quarantine. Games that are, you know, games that you can run on your PC and games that you don't need to spend so much time to be good at. So, this episode has been executive produced by the Cut Print Podcast Network under the Podcast You program the leading public service training program for podcasting in the Philippines. We'd like to thank the network and the cut print management for making this episode possible. Tune in next Friday for a segment which I call Geeky Friday, wherein I will geek out about things nerds love to talk about, like video games, movies, series, and more. Here's a hint for next week's episode. I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's all, geeks. See you next week.